Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. I don't know why it has hit me so hard this week about COVID and masks and people going through problems and disease and apathy and depression. And I don't know why it just hit me this week. Maybe it was because my husband and I had taken a little getaway time and we went to a place called Tarpon Springs on the Gulf Coast, the west side of Florida to us. And it's where they do the sponge diving. And there were so many pictures around. And in the museum, of course, they have those big diving masks on. And maybe I've seen too many of the old movies like Creature from the Black Lagoon. But all of these diving helmets and snorkel wearing like I was doing and masks And a lot of friends who are just not feeling well, who really are a couple of them on death's doorstep. And I sometimes just stop and try to think about it. And then I stop and pray about it. And then I stop and look around. And I try not to really dwell on it all too much if there's nothing I can do. But when there are certain things that we can do to help other people, I just am one of those people that I want to help. My husband can drive past a homeless person sitting there with a sign, and my husband is not uh, non-compassionate, I won't say that, but he has seen too many scams, I guess, where people pretend to be getting out of a car limping and with a cane or a crutch and as an invalid, and then they hobble through the store, and then he sees them run back and jump in the truck and play with the kids, and he's been taken too many times, I guess, to trust people. But I would rather err on the side of helping someone if I'm not sure. There's a story that my brother, who is in ministry, loves to tell, and it's about a little church where they were pretty well known for being a little on the judgmental side. And many of them dressed a certain way, and the men knew that they were to wear coats and ties, and the women knew that they were to wear skirts, not jeans or slacks or especially shorts. But they had this unwritten, unspoken dress code, and everybody dressed alike. Everybody arrived on time. They didn't like the new songs. They only stuck to old, traditional, familiar ones. They would watch their watch for when the 20-minute was up for the pastor's sermon. It was time for him to quit, and he better quit, and so on and so on. You understand what I'm talking about. Well, one time they had actually been looking at getting a new pastor, and the pastor knew this. So he had gone out of town and was looking for a church of his own. And when they came to the service that day to greet their new pastor, he wasn't there. 
So they kept asking around, well, who's going to deliver the sermon? And the deacon said, well, I'm not. I can't do that. And then, of course, one of the other assistants said, no, I've got I've got laryngitis. I can't do that today. And so they just waited and waited. And then of all things, this just happened to be the day that this hippie guy, this old homeless fella that had been out on the street with a sign saying, need work, please help, we'll work for money. He'd been sitting actually two corners down from the church. They probably had already kicked him off of the one corner, but he walked into the church as if he thought he could attend their service. And the church was pretty well full that day because they were all waiting to hear the new preacher that was to come in. And he walked down the aisle and of all things plopped down on the floor in front of the first pew. Can you imagine the audacity to do that? And everyone was looking around and said, who's going to tell him to get up? Who's going to tell him? Somebody needs to tell him to get up. Somebody should, somebody should. Why doesn't anybody? I just can't believe this. Who, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, as somebody got the nerve and walked down, it looked like he was going to tell the young man, get up. You need to get up. You can't sit there. And instead, this elder from their church sat down beside that man on the floor in the front of the front pew, and he said, how you doing, buddy? And the fellow looked at him, and he said, fine, sir. And he said, what's your name? And he said, my name's Ed. He said, well, my name's Milton, and if I can help you, you please let me know, okay? And then he said, and I hope you enjoy our sermon today. If our preacher that's supposed to be trying out for the pulpit shows up, that is. And so as they sat there, they kept looking at their watches, and it was 30 seconds till the strike of 11 o'clock, and everybody knew that service went from 11 to 11.40, and that included the communion and the offering and everything else besides the singing with 20 minutes of preaching. That's just the way they had it timed, and their programs were already made up, and they had introducing our second preacher to try out for the spot, and his name is Ed McConnon. And it just dawned on this elder that was sitting there, did he say his name was Ed? And the young feller stood up. He took off his old heavy, long trench coat, and he took off his sunglasses. He removed his fake long beard. He took off his hat, and he had a nice clean-shaven head and beard, and he was just very nice-looking young man. And he took all of this paraphernalia off and laid it down in the spot where he had been, and he walked up the three steps to the pulpit, behind the pulpit, and he said, Hi, I'm Ed, and I'm trying out to be your pastor today. I needed to know what kind of church this was before I could really deliver my sermon, so I arrived real early, and I came and sat down on the floor, as you saw, and one fella came and sat down beside me. His name's Milton. Milton, it was nice sitting by you for a minute, and the fella got up and sat on the front pew, and he said, you can stay on the floor if you want to, Milton. He said, as a matter of fact, if you all want me to be your new preacher, we're going to take in a lot of people that may not look like us. He said, I want to be more like Christ and open the doors to anyone who would like to come in and hear 
my word. And if with that, a few of the ties were loosened. He said, you don't have to wear a tie unless you want to. Ties are welcome, but they're not mandatory. Ladies, I don't know. I may see some of you wearing slacks if I become your new preacher because my wife prefers to wear slacks over long dresses. And he said, I just wanted you to know what you're getting. I won't be a bum. I won't sit on the floor. I won't be stinking and I won't be out of work if you hire me. But he said, if that's not the kind of preacher you want, somebody that's going to stir it up, somebody that's going to really get in and show you what Jesus would do, not just tell you what he did, then I'm your man for the job. And he proceeded to go to the passages that talked about, when I was hungry, you fed me. And when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. And then he said, in that scripture, someone says, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry? And when did we ever see you thirsting and feed you or give you something to drink? And he said, when you've done it to the least of one of these, you have done it unto me. And the next Sunday, they offered him a contract. He signed it. Little by little, some of the ladies started wearing slacks. Some liked and preferred to wear dresses. Some of the men removed their ties, but one thing they noticed, they had a whole lot of young people that started going there. They had a whole lot of other people that didn't quite look like them. They weren't the same rank socially. They didn't have the same class status, so to speak. They weren't all the same color. They weren't the same race. They weren't the same. In other words, the doors opened for everybody. And every Sunday, the young pastor would say, we're beginning to look more and more like heaven is going to look because we're going to get to heaven and we're going to be so surprised at some of the people that we see there. And then he said, but here's the big turnabout. They're going to be more surprised that you're there. Think about it. And with that, he would proceed to give them a really good, meaningful applicable sermon, and they loved their new preacher. Now, that's a story that doesn't happen often these days, but when it does, it's very much worth it. It doesn't have to be in a church. It can be in a business. It can be in your own home. What does the texture, the company of your house, of your workplace, of your sphere of friends look like? Do they all look like you, act like you, think like you? You're not going to learn much, and you're not going to have an opportunity to help others much if you're all the very same. So I invite you, those that are listening to this, before October the 10th of this year, 2021, I will be speaking next Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. at a wonderful little church right here in Umatilla, Florida. It's going to be from 5 to about 6 or 7, and it's based on Matthew 6, 9 through 13, the Lord's Prayer, where it says, Thy kingdom come. So it's going to be at 38741 Pine Street in Umatilla, Florida. Pastor Andrew and Angela Haywood, his wife, African-American, beautiful couple, that would love to see all races, all backgrounds, all ages in their church that's open to everyone. 
So that's just a little plug I got in there. I pray that I won't be feeling like a zombie by then, although masks are required and we still haven't returned to the old way of living we used to know. And many of us are glad because a new type of living is about to happen. And I truly believe that and I am praying for that. So God bless you, my friends. Don't live like a zombie. Have a full, rich life where you do give and give and give until you've just given out. And God says, here I am. Let me refill you because I will make your cup overflowing because you can't give what you don't have. So every time you start to get low, you need to be refilled, refueled, and there's only one that can do that. I pray this day that you will go to God and ask him in the name of his beloved son, Jesus, to fill you, to give you joy, to give you hope and a blessed future, because that's what he has promised to those who will follow him. And it doesn't matter if our friends are different colors, different sexes, different backgrounds, different cultures. It doesn't matter to me. There's only one common denominator that I long for, and that is that each one of us would know Christ as our Savior. And my friend, that's what I pray for you today. God bless you. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.